Welcome to Professionally Fit with Lisa A. Smith and Jamila Struthers. Professionally Fit is dedicated to fit and aspiring to be fit professionals who are soaring in their fields and in their enterprises while still maintaining their health and wellness. We delve into issues surrounding fitness, nutrition, lifestyle, parenthood, relationships, and much more. Welcome to the show. Good evening, good evening, good evening, Fit family, and welcome to another episode of Professionally Fit here on the Motor City Woman Radio Network. So excited to be back with you this evening with three new topics in fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle. And today, we have a very special co-host joining us, our good friend, Miss Tiffany Hughes. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so, Tiff is our fit sis and she is actually the lead nutritionist and um, personal trainer at fit camp 360 and i wanted to get her on the show today just to get another perspective on our topics this evening with regard to fitness tonight we are talking cardio how much is too much and how much is too little with regard to nutrition we're talking about how what goes in your body and on your body that's not food, how that affects your health. And finally, with regard to lifestyle today, we're talking about your carbon footprint and how you can do better to impact the earth by protecting and reducing your carbon footprint. So Jay, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I am ready to roll. You ready? I'm ready. Okay, well, before we get into our topics this evening, as usual, as always, guys, we have to delve into everyone's favorite segment. Wait, Wait what? what? <laughs> so, you guys have some good ones? I think I do. I think I do. Okay. Take it away. I'm going to start. Okay. Okay. So, I don't know why everything is always so work-related. It's so funny. Okay, but anyway. So, you've been to my building, and you know that I have um, elevators. I'm on the 13th floor. And the way the elevators are set up, they're like smart elevators, right? So you know how you have your badge for work and you swipe it to get in the parking garage? Mm -hmm. And then the way the smart elevators work is you, swi you swipe your badge at the elevator and, it'll t and you punch in your floor and it'll tell you which elevator to get in. So it counts the number of people. And if it's like too many people that press 8, it'll tell you to go to D. And if it's too many people on A it'll tell you and it just counts and it directs everybody so you swipe your badge on the outside and when you get in you don't have to press anything because it's already calculated and sent you to your right elevator right okay got and it and it's even pre I even pre-programmed mine to where I just swipe it and it automatically just has my floor on there so I just swipe my badge and it just tells me which elevator okay it already knows mm -hmm. so you know I've only been working there three months now mm-hmm so I ended up, and you know, with my badge, I have access access to a lot of different buildings in the area, a lot of different, uh, like the Chrysler House, the CompuWare Building, just all different type of buildings that my badge allows me access to. So <laughs> I had to go to another building mm -hmm. for a meeting. I go to the elevator, and then I walk to the elevators, and I just stand there, and I just turn around, and I'm going around in a circle, uh -huh. and I'm just... So confused, and then the girl walks up to me because she sees my confusion and hesit hesitation. Uh -huh. And she walks up to me, and she like raises her eyebrows, like, "What's wrong?" And I say, "I don't, I don't know how to get up to the to the floor. Right. I don't need, see anywhere to swipe my badge." Uh -huh. And she's like, "Oh, you just get on, <laughs> and you just <laughs> you just press the number to get on." <laughs> Like, that's how you use an elevator. <laughs> I felt so <laughs> stupid. I said, oh, my God, oh, my God, I feel so stupid. I said, because I, I forgot. You tried to explain your whole life. She was like, no, I know. You're from the other building, right? Okay. She was like, oh, you have the smart elevator. She was like, I wish it was like that over here. I'm like, but you don't understand. I, I've been officially programmed. <laughs> I've been using an elevator yeah. the right for 38 years. And now in I just three months. And in three months, they wiped completely, out. I literally was going around in a circle. And I didn't know how to get on the elevator and use an elevator. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, isn't that sad? Yeah. And it just goes to show how easily you can be programmed yes. for things. Because I was standing there literally like I was stuck. <laughs> like, I have no idea how I'm going to go from here on. to there. Yeah, she was like, <laughs> yeah, just get on and just. <laughs> and then press the floor. Yeah, just press. Like yeah, the rest like, of us. Yeah, like the rest yeah, of the world. You caveman. Yeah. 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 yeah you know. <laughs> Yeah, so that's my way. Well, I felt really, really silly. And I was like, I have to be more conscious of the things that I allow to, you know, 
the things that you do over and over and over and over right. again, yeah. it be just, it comes so becomes so much of your way of life mm-hmm. that you forget how to do it any other way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but sometimes it's good, kind of like working out. <laughs> you do it so much over and over and over, it's just like a part of your life. That is so it can true. it can go both ways. Yeah, I, I guess you. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> that could be a pro. That could be a it pro. Could but be in a that pro. case, I, yeah. You know, because sometimes good things. habits are repetitive, right? It's just like I'm so used to always cleaning up as I cook. Like I can't do it any other way. Like True. it's just a natural occurrence to wipe as I go. Okay. You know what I mean? I mean, good so what's spin cool. on it? Good spin on it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for that. Thank <laughs> you for that. Stay positive. My pleasure. Okay, yeah. yeah, save your ego. <laughs> that, that's why I did it, guys. You know, it's, it's good to be programmed sometimes. <laughs> There's a lesson here. There we go. All right. Who's next? Wait, what? Tiff, what's your wait, what today? Okay, so my wait, what happens actually routinely, but I have a really good one from this past week. Um, so I go to the grocery store multiple times per week, and it's usually on my lunch break, and I'm usually go- doing my rushing, like rushing through. I know what I want. I go, I get it, and I just... Boom, I'm done. Right. Mm-hmm. So this particular week, it was last Wednesday. I'm just at the grocery store shopping, looking around, and I have a habit, I'm sorry, but looking in p- other people's carts. Right. <laughs> yeah. And inside, not, you know, outwardly, but inside, I'm thinking like, oh, my gosh. Oh, yes, yeah, one of the small that? pleasures in what life. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yep. Totally acceptable. So yep. <laughs> I'm at the checkout line. And walking towards the checkout line, there is this lady, and mm-hmm. she was in one of those scooters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously there was a health reason why she couldn't walk herself. Um, she was rather large, mm-hmm. um, and the scooter had a little basket in it. Of mm-hmm. course. So I'm looking at her basket, and she's got, like, an oxygen tank and mm-hmm. an oxygen mask in there. So okay. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm feeling bad. Like, oh, my gosh, her health. Right. Now, she was with, like, this man, I don't know, loved one brother sister i don't know son i don't know so i'm looking at his cart he's pushing the cart along with her and the cart is full of i mean i counted one two three five boxes of cereal (laughs) no and i mean it was the sugary stuff like fruity pebbles Mm. and like um cinnamon toast crunch Mm -hmm. like all those childhood favorites that now like us we Mm -hmm. we wouldn't touch right i mean i'm looking at the bottom of that little bottom rack where you can put things under the Mm -hmm. basket Mm -hmm. there was like two liters of pop and juice and stuff i mean it was filled to the brim with all types of things that just were not healthy so i'm thinking to myself she's in this condition Mm -hmm. and these are the things that she continues to put in her body so i was like wait what (laughs) like this is what's happening right you know and i really i had to fight every fiber in my body not to be like ma'am yeah, <laughs> <laughs> talk right. Yeah, this you was on the house, right? You still in a deal but, on your fate right now. And there, what's happening? Yeah. And who knows? She might not even make that connection. Like maybe I need to stop eating this way, and perhaps I can get out of this scooter or and whatever this it is oxygen. going on. Right? So, yep. That yeah. Was my grocery start. Grocery cart chronicles are always a wait. What for me? It never ceases to be shocking. Like I've seen it so many times. We've yeah. all seen it. People carts filled to the brim with a ton of junk food, but every yeah. time I'm like wait what yeah that's when our judgment like flares up i can't help it i'm not shocked but my judgment it just gets out of control yeah we're killing we're voluntarily killing ourselves but anyway okay so my my way what um i want to just real quick go back i learned some more this week about the birthing process okay so i was a little shocked so before I get into my weight, what I want to add on to um, last, week's w- what? last week's weight, what really quickly. So I was listening to one of these physicians uh, and she was talking about, uh, again, the difference between vaginal births and C-sections. And what and we talked about the immune system last week and how children get that from their parents. But she was saying literally she t- she's describes specifically how you get your immunity okay so when the woman is giving birth she's pushing pushing the baby out the baby head is crowning which means the baby is coming out head first yeah the baby turns face down mm-hmm. as it's coming out mm-hmm. and the baby is facing the woman's anus mm-hmm. and the baby takes a big swallow mm-hmm. and gets all the microbiomes from the mom yeah wow and that's how the baby gets 
it's immunity, immunity by swallowing those micro and microbiomes are simply all the living organisms, guys, that are that are in or on our body, mm-hmm. whether it be bacteria, worms, whatever, because all of them aren't bad. Right. So a baby takes a big swallow from the mom's anus to get these microbiomes in their system, and that's how they develop their first immunity. Right. That's wow. Dope. I was like, that's, wait, what? Yeah. So she was saying. Children who are born through C-sections don't get that, and they get their first microbiome from the staff at the hospital. All their, like, their germs. No, not staff as an S-T-A-F-F. Staff as an S-T-A-P-H. It's a medical term. Basically, they have to give. Right. So they have to give the baby their immunity, and it's totally different. Wow. So it's, like, synthetic? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was so interesting. And I'm like, wow. And she was just talking about how giving birth, like hospitals in the medical field has turned um, birthing babies into a, a money. Business. It's yeah. a business. Yeah. Right. Oh, yes. And so all these synthetic drugs and things they give. But some people are voluntarily doing these C-sections and depriving their baby of. Yeah, but that's lack of that's just purely lack of knowledge. And I, and I hate to say it because you I'm not trying to t- shift the blame. However, people do put so much emphasis and, you know, things on their doctor. My mm-hmm. doctor said my... Well, my doctor said it's okay, so... And we right. always say exactly. it's not what your doctor said, but sometimes it's lack of what your doctor said. Yeah. Why aren't they telling these women yep. these things? You know, I didn't know that. I didn't know that, and I have two children. Right. So That's crazy. You know, it, it's crazy how much they information they give us that they shouldn't, and it's crazy how much information they don't give us exactly. that they should. Exactly. So that's really sad. A hundred percent. And then and then so many studies have shown that children who are born via C-section are much more susceptible to, like, asthma, allergies, autoimmune diseases, Clearly. all these things. And I was just, like, bl- mind blown on how we get our immunity, literally right, by right. taking that swallow. And that's why we get our first microbiome. But anyway, really quickly into my way, what? <clears throat> so... Shout out to long-term relationships. So this past weekend, <laughs> you know, Troy, my fiance, knew that I was mad at him. Like, okay. it, I think it was Friday, Saturday. I can't remember what day it was. Someday last week. I was, like, upset with him, right? So we were both at home. So you know how guys get when they know yourself. They're feeling your vibe, right? <laughs> so this fool <laughs> comes up to me from behind me giving me this giant bear hug and was like you want to go jogging down to the riverfront and lay on the grass and meditate <laughs> <laughs> oh he what? oh yeah oh yeah what? he knows exactly really? you gotta hit it with the girl line up all my favorites though cause you know <laughs> oh, you in trouble oh my goodness jog down to the water <laughs> lay on the grass and meditate really yep. sir all is forgiven <laughs> and yeah, then and the I was like right. I was laughing so hard you know how you like alright bro I'm not mad anymore that was just too hilarious <laughs> and so I'm laughing so hard and I'm like, literally, the only thing that you forgot was to say, we're going to stop and get some French fries first, right? Because he knows that's my favorite food. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, we can stop at the food truck and get some French fries, right? And I'm like, oh, my goodness. So, real quick, we go out for our jog, right? And so, towards the end of the evening, we decide to stop for dinner mm-hmm. So before we walk back home. So, we stop for dinner. We're at this new restaurant downtown. I have to tell you guys about this dish they had on the menu. On the menu, they literally had a dish that was made up of pico de gallo. Okay. okay. Right? And we Starting know that's just right. tomatoes and yeah. onions yeah. and parsley and whatever, cilantro mixed together. Pico de gallo is perfect. Pico de gallo, that's where it went downhill. Oh, okay. Fried avocado. What? Why would you do that to such a healthy food? <laughs> Fried <laughs> avocado. Go on. Go on. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Queso fresco, which just oh, means cheese. Oh, no. And flaming hot Cheetos. Uh, wait, what? what? <laughs> wow. Moving on. Yep, that's all I got. No, we're not moving. On. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, no. Did you call no, the no, manager no. over there and say, yeah. "Why on earth are you serving this?" He tried to put us out when I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I knew she did. I'm sure your face is up somewhere posted when you just wow. <laughs> the out shock. There. I said Jeez. fried avocado cheese. Pico and flaming hot Cheetos. What? What? what why? Who thought of this and put it on a menu? That's a late wow. night drunk food or something. Exactly. Like, I don't even know what that is. Like, That's you know what? This a... dish is missing something. Oh, what is it? Yeah, oh, I <laughs> know. Cheetos. Cheetos. <laughs> nope. Not just regular Cheetos. Wow. <laughs> Flaming right. hot That's... Cheetos. That's so, wow. yeah. So that's my way what. So, yeah. Pretty exciting weekend. Um, 
So tonight, guys, let's delve into cardio. I can't wait Are to talk about cardio. Is that your favorite? Like, <laughs> because, you know because everyone's yeah, like, queen. you know, because a lot of people, when they first start losing weight or trying to lose weight, they become cardio junkies. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they just do cardio all, all day, day in and day out. Yes. Right. And and especially women may not be very well versed on strength training. And so a lot of the questions I get is about how much cardio should I be doing? Right. How often should I do cardio, you know, for what duration? So I figure we answer all those questions tonight. Why not? Why not? Okay. So did you, I know when I started my weight loss journey, I was cardio out running. No, every machine elliptical. So I cannot wait to get into and hear you guys story about cardio. Uh, This should be really exciting. And hopefully um, we shed some light on the importance of it, but also uh, there is a such thing as overdoing it. You're listening oh, yes, to definitely. Professionally Fit here on the Motor City Woman Radio Network. This is Lungi Moore. Make sure you listen to my Girl Squad Radio. Join us every Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on MotorCityWoman.com or download the TuneIn app and type Motor City Woman. This October, you are invited to take part in the state of Michigan's Securing My Financial Future events. Come learn practical tips about retirement planning, credit scores, managing debt, long-term care, and more. And sign up for a free 15-minute financial checkup with a qualified and vetted financial counselor in a strictly no-sales-allowed environment. Visit www.mi.gov forward slash SMFF for more info. That's mi.gov slash S-M-F-F, or call 877-999-6442. Welcome back, Fit Professionals. You're listening to Professionally Fit here on the Motor City Woman Radio with Lisa A. Smith, Miss Get Fit with Jay, and our special co-host, Miss Tiffany Hughes. So this evening, we are talking about cardio. How much is too much and how much is too little? And there's actually... I would veer to say too much information on the internet. So this is one of the things that you Google and you're going to get, you know, responses from every end of the spectrum. Right. right. Um, so I want to hear you guys' take on cardio. You know, Tiff, how much, in your opinion, cardio is too much and too little? And guys, I forgot to mention, and my apologies, Tiff, giving you a formal introduction, but Tiff is a certified personal trainer through the National Academy of Sports Medicine, as well as a certified weight loss specialist. Okay, so her opinion comes with quite a bit of a quite a bit of weight this evening. But Tiff, how much cardio, in your opinion, should one be doing now? Let's take this from a aspect of a beginner who doesn't work out regularly, who's just starting off trying to get into the swing of consistent exercise and they're trying to lose weight. Okay. well, it depends on what your you know what your goals are and how many times per week you can train. Mm -hmm. Uh, We generally start out and say like about three to four times per week, just as a beginner Mm -hmm. for training days. Out of those days, I wouldn't do any more than two days a week as cardio. Why? Because you're trying to increase your metabolism. Mm -hmm. How do you do that? You do that by cardio. Yes, but you absolutely need strength training. And I think as women, we discount the importance of strength training. Like women think, oh, I'm going to get muscular. I'm going to get way too Mm -hmm. big. I don't want to get big. I just want to lose my stomach. I just want to get my butt big. You know, things like that. So cardio is so important, at least two to three times per week if you can. Um, But the thing is, is to avoid overtraining. And Mm -hmm. that's where you get into trouble when people start over training and you start so what exactly in your opinion is overtraining overtraining is not listening to your body and 
pushing it way too hard. Mm-hmm. If you're working out, I mean, three, four days a week and you're going hard with your cardio, hour and a half, two hours a day with mm-hmm. cardio, that's too much. You mm-hmm. have to give your body rest to recover. And that's how you see those adaptations when you actually do give your body a chance to apply all that exercise. And that's when you see the weight loss when you give your body a rest mm-hmm. from all that high intensity cardio type. Okay, so you say about two days a week, and then what about duration? Duration, I mean, I would say an hour or less. Okay, mm-hmm. so about 60 minutes or about less 60 minutes or of less, cardio. Depending on what your schedule is and what type of cardio. Because there's HIT high-intensity interval training, and then mm-hmm. there's lower, more steady heart rate. Um, not, get, not getting into that fat-burning zone. That's when you keep that heart rate kind of steady and kind of right. low. But when you ramp it up, it just depends on how long you can sustain that activity. But the goal of cardio training is to train your lungs to increase your VO2 max um, and to really, you know, get those adaptations. Right. And guys, your VO2 max is just the amount of oxygen you're able to take into your muscles um, at, at what time based on your max heart rate um, and your uh, fitness level as well. And so, Jay, what's your take on cardio? Too much, too little? Is there a such thing? Frequency? I, I personally believe, um, I agree with what Tiffany was saying, you know, don't push your body past its max. But I personally believe in cardio every single day simply because your lung, like, for instance, when you walk up the steps and you're winded, that should not happen. And I remember when I first was getting certified, there was a term called um, decondition. And I think I asked you or Tiff, I was like, how do they know we were conditioned in the first place to say we're deconditioned now? Mm-hmm. But the truth is, of uh, the matter is, most of us were at a place when we were younger where we could run, we could jump, we could run around a playground, we can run a few blocks without being tired. Mm-hmm. And as we became older, we slowly started having less um, active lives, being sedentary. So when I say cardio, I don't mean go hard every day. Sometimes that could be a matter of riding a bike. It could be, you know, like she said, uh, two or three days a week of like intense cardio. Mm-hmm. Um, on those days, you aren't being intentional and being intense with with your cardio. I do believe in bike riding, skating. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even the days I don't do go to the gym, I intentionally walk up to my floor at work the 13th floor mm-hmm. that's not I'm not even sweating by the time I get up there but that is cardio yes. because you should be increasing you know the capacity in your lungs and in your heart yes also when you do cardio you have to bear in mind that like she said don't do like you know three hours four hours uh, I believe you should just do maybe like 30 minutes and then switch up the type of cardio so that you don't start burning your muscles because once you begin to go into maybe like an hour I would say 30 35, 45 minutes, you start to tap into your muscle. You begin to burn muscle um, instead of fat, and you begin using that as fuel. So if you do want to continue to do cardio, I would suggest that you switch it up. You can do things like, you know, um, get off the treadmill, mm-hmm. hit some jumping, just like we said before, you mm-hmm. know, do high-intensity interval training, yes. which means get your heart rate up, get it low. Or you can do a term I learned today. They call it LIS, which is low intensity, um, steady state. That means you can run at yes. a slow pace. Yes. At the same pace, you don't switch it up at all. And then you can go from that to a higher pace later on in your training. So just switching it up. Yes. So when you say too much cardio, I think it's too much of one type yes. of cardio. Yep. That's my that's my take. On I it. agree 100%. When I was going over this, I, I'm going to give out five tips with regard to cardio, guys, and um, that you should be able to incorporate and keep in mind as you begin to drop those pounds and especially avoid avoiding plateauing. Um, But before I do, we just want to tell you the importance of cardio. A lot of us think about cardio with strictly from a weight loss standpoint. And you must understand that cardio is you're training your cardiorespiratory system. So your cardiovascular system is your heart, your blood, your blood vessels. And then your respiratory system is your lungs, your bronchi, your alveolar, all of the um, things in your body that your air passes through, right? And so the importance of cardiorespiratory or cardiovascular training is not just to lose weight. Because I remember I was at the track last summer and this guy came up to me and was like, you're already small. Why are you oh, here? Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, and, um, 
raise your hand if you heard that before. Right. You won. You're right. You've made it. Why are you working out? And I had to explain to him that I'm not working out to lose weight. I'm not, you know, running and going up and down the steps to lose weight. But I'm making sure that my cardiovascular, my cardiorespiratory system is staying at a 10. Because if you don't lose it, you'll you'll lose it. And, you know, it's really important to remember that you have to literally train your heart and your lungs. It's not something that you just get automatically. And so you have to keep those parts of your body conditioned. Mm -hmm. And so just to piggyback off of what Tiff and Jay said, guys, five quick tips on cardio. The short answer is there's actually no such thing as too much and no such thing as too little because everything is subjective based on the individual, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm able to probably do cardio seven days a week, whereas a beginner may only be able to do cardio five days a week, right? Our lifestyles are different. Our fitness level is different. The time and access to resources that we have is different. So... A rule of thumb, though, is number one, like Jay said, so important, diversify your cardio. Is it extremely, extremely important that you are not just doing your favorite thing every single time? You may love the treadmill, but you have to get off that treadmill and get acquainted with the Stairmaster or get acquainted with the elliptical or the bike or Zumba class or go outside and Mm -hmm. do track work, right? So because your body, your muscles are going to adapt fairly quickly, especially if you're consistent and the cardio that you do on day one is not going to be the same as the cardio you do on day 30. Day 30 is not going to be as effective as it was on day one if you're not if you're not diversifying your cardio workouts. Right. So step tip number two. A lot of people ask about fasted cardio. Fasted cardio simply means that you're exercising on an empty stomach. Fasted cardio means you're waking up first thing in the morning before you've eaten eaten anything and you're trying to work out. That is something that should be reserved for people who can really do it have trained their body not to need that fuel before they work out because you're working out when your glucose levels which are your sugar levels are really really low and believe it or not you're actually not as effective in your workout as you would be had you fueled up first so fasted cardio even though it's kind of a trendy thing to be working out on an empty stomach I would not recommend it especially if you're a beginner number three don't replace strength training with cardio you should be doing them simultaneously so make sure that you are doing strength training this is literally resistance training you can be resistance can come in the form of dumbbells bands machines there's tons you can use your body weight as resistance but you have to do resistance training in addition to cardio to get maximal results and the last thing i'll say about cardio and this is a big one stop relying on cardio for weight loss You cannot rely on cardio for weight loss, i.e. you can now outrun a bad diet. So don't think that you can have pizza and alcohol (laughs) and sweets all weekend and just do cardio the following week for seven days a week and balance it out. Mm -hmm. It simply does not work like that. Not to mention, this is not just about weight, right? Even if you do cardio for seven days after that horrible eating weekend and you don't gain a pound, does not mean you won. What have you done to your heart? What have you done to your arteries by putting all that poison in your body? You know, so be very, very mindful that you cannot outrun a bad diet because we're doing this for health just as much as we're doing it for maintaining a healthy weight. Anything else you guys want to add about cardio? Nope, I think you pretty nope. much nailed it. I think we covered it. <laughs> you pretty much yeah. got everybody together. <laughs> There's not a too much or too little. It's definitely based on you. But incorporate diversity and incorporate strength training as well. So let's move on to our nutrition segment really quickly. We are talking about how what you put on your body affects your health just as much as what you put in your body. I thought this one was really important because... It is important. Yeah. It's important. And it's very overlooked and underrated. Mm-hmm. And it's and that's a sad thing. And um, I'm not going to even say in our culture. I think this, this is one of those things that across the board, usually... Um, you know, in the black community, mm-hmm. we usually have less knowledge. It's like, okay, they yeah. know about this this thing about health and we don't. But I think when it comes to what we put on our skin, I, I think... I think the scales is pretty much balanced. What do you guys think? I think so. Um, I, I would say the scales are balanced, but I'm balanced in the way that nobody knows. Yeah, that's what I mean. Oh, okay. No one knows. This no is, one this knows. This is a very that. overlooked thing when it comes to health right. and, and, and most it. cultures. Yeah. yeah. 
because, because even in the cultures that they don't put a lot of poison on their skin, they're not doing it intentionally. It's just their way of life because right. they haven't, they, they don't, don't have access to the type of thing. Yeah. Right. I don't think it's intentional. Right. So, yeah. And I think a part of the problem is a lot of times we don't see things that we put our, on our body equivalent to food because things that we put on our body can't necessarily make us lose or gain weight. Right. And mm. so the things that we eat, we like, okay, is this going to make the scale go yeah. up or down? <laughs> right. We don't think about, <laughs> right. is this going to clog my arteries? Is this right. going to, you know, make me more susceptible to disease? But if we thought about food like we do, creams, pills, and potions and stuff, then I think it would make a bigger uh, difference. What yeah, do you guys definitely, think? Absolutely. Definitely. And Another thing that's overlooked is people are like, well, it's on my skin and my skin is like a barrier. That word no. barrier is tricky within itself right. because it is a barrier against wind and things like that to protect you from getting sick and to guard you against the elements. But it's porous. Exactly. But mm -hmm. when it comes to your pores and things getting inside of your bloodstream, you have to think about things such as like a nicotine patch or a birth control patch. You don't have to take a birth control pill. You don't have to take the nick, you know, the, whatever it is for smoking. You put it directly on your skin. Good point. Yep. So when it comes to what goes into that, that, that defies the logic of, well, what goes on my skin doesn't matter right there. Right. Because how can this nicotine patch or this birth control pill Work protect it, me yeah. by just putting it on my skin? Exactly. It's going straight into my bloodstream. Yep. Yeah. And then. You know, when you look around the people at your office and, you know, the people that, you know, their homes and their desks and their workspace, you see all of these things that Bath and Body Works. Oh, yeah. All oh, yeah. Things. Smell good oh, stuff. yeah. Yeah. And oh, it's yeah. like, how many oh, chemicals gosh, are How in many those? chemicals? And then it, it lures you in because I'm still like, let me smell. Okay, I'm going to put it on my clothes. I'm not going <laughs> to put it on my skin. So I get it. But I just wish more um, emphasis would be put on it because it, it is a big part. And one thing that I um, I learned is that so they do test on um, umbilical cords. Umbilical cords. Oh, wow. Which I, I have know. a thing about umbilical cords. Remind <laughs> me to say it when you get done saying it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> is it about th them testing it and all the synthetic things, toxins that are in the umbil umbilical cord? No. Okay. <laughs> all right. I'll remind you. <laughs> so, yeah. So... They did a study on the harmful effects of toxins and all of those things, and they studied the, the umbilical cord. Mm -hmm. And they found hundreds, if not thousands, of different strands of synthetic um, synthetic things and toxins in the umbilical cord. So you, the baby is already predisposed to, like, synthetic material and toxin mm -hmm. and things like that. And that's why cancer is so prevalent in America and in, in, in our type of society, industrialized societies, because we have these things that are not natural. Mm -hmm. So even if we get conscious, like at our age, 20s and 30s and 40s, we, we came out of the womb. Yep. If our moms wow. were eating things that did not naturally come from the earth or things that had pesticides mm -hmm. and things like we that. We had strikes on it. against had from strikes day one. Against. So that's why it's really important wow. when you get the knowledge to really jump right and save and your implement. own life because yeah. I know that it's like, oh my gosh, such and such has cancer or such and such has, you know, the, these type of illnesses, but you have to really know the part that you played in it when it comes to your health about what goes on your body and what goes in your body. A hundred percent. What do you guys think? Yeah. Absolutely. I remember, actually, both of you opened my eyes to deodorant. Yeah. I remember yes. Lisa was putting a doggone lemon under her armpits. Yes. I'm like, what on earth? <laughs> and she said, Tiff, it really works. It really works. Yeah. I'm like, straight up? Yes. I don't know, man. I work out a lot. You know, <laughs> you know stress, sweat, yeah. stress, mm -hmm. sweat, smells mm -hmm. way worse than exertion sweat. So, you know, I did. I tried it and doggone it it does work yes See? it works it's cheap think about how much you spend on deodorant yeah like what three four bucks a stick five right. lambs two dollars oh baby <laughs> wow okay. you spend that much but then i started thinking about the <laughs> thought process out here. So <laughs> <laughs> go to the farmer's market <laughs> all right five lambs two dollars you're getting ripped way off yeah. but i started thinking about the logic behind that why yes you're putting toxins on how often do you use deodorant every single day yep or every, every time day. you take a shower if you take Sometimes multiple showers more, yeah. a day you're swiping on deodorant and that is going directly into directly. your bloodstream doing lord knows what mm -hmm. um yeah. to your body with all those chemicals so yeah. absolutely awareness you're you're even though your skin is seen as a barrier it's 
porous. Anything you put on it, you're su- you're subjecting your bloodstream, your whole body to that. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's something to definitely be conscious of and to think about. Yep, a hundred percent. Definitely, the deodorant is a big one, um, and a lot of people are just n- really clueless to how toxic deodorant is with yeah. all those aluminums and things there, and even the ones that are aluminum free. Um, I remember I tried Tom's for a while before I switched over to just strictly lemons and limes. And guys, literally all we do is swab (laughs) lemon or lime, fresh lemon or lime under our armprints for deodorant. We do not use deodorant. We do not use conventional deodorant. And it does, you know, I have no absolute any issues with smelling. Um, So it's it's a really, really good natural way to um, deodorize yourself. But, you know, a lot of us are just not clued in to how toxic those things are yeah these these creams these pills these potions even perm that you put in your hair it oh, permeates no. your Get scalp on that now. yeah perm <laughs> permeates your scalp right and can mm-hmm. cause fibroids yep and women so if you're still perming your hair i would highly recommend highly recommend because you don't know what you're setting yourself up for years from now guys right. sometimes when we don't see the results of our behavior right away mm-hmm. you no, know we're no, kind of clueless cool. as to what's laying dormant waiting for the right time to surface so i would highly recommend that you stop using perm and everyone's seen you know all these youtube videos and things with you know experiments with perm and how it can burn through this and that so it's really 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 important that you stop putting those things in your hair um in your body and i have a few more that i want to go over too you're listening to professionally fit here on the motor city woman radio network I'm Tanya Griffith, host and clinical therapist for the Limitless Possibilities Talk Show. Join me every other Friday from 6 to 7 on the Motor City Woman Radio Network. My name is Ray Love and this is Motor City Woman on the Mic. It literally felt like you were trying to sever the heart from my chest. I felt like I was playing a game of checkers while you were playing a game of chess. I was just trying to make you my king while you were using your pawns to steal the queen and me, but no. Even though loving you feels like pain and sorrow incarnate, I'm not so in love to know that this has gone too far. See, I'm worth the healing hands of a master magician to make me feel complete and make me feel whole with a love that feels like raindrops to a dehydrated soul or a love that feels like candy to a child who always has been denied their sweets. And isn't it sweet that even though your love hurt like a knife and you tried to kill everything inside, I'm the one whose faith and hope and love that's still alive. So you didn't break me because you didn't make me. And though you hurt me, you'll never truly deserve me because I'm love and joy incarnate. And my love feels like the best feeling you've ever had in your life. My love feels like resting your feet after a long day at work. See, it doesn't hurt. Welcome back. You're listening to Professionally Fit here on the Motor City Women Radio Network with your host, Lisa A. Smith, and my beautiful co-host, Miss Get Fit with Jay and Tiffany Hughes. And tonight we are talking how what you put on your body affects your health just as much as what you put in your body. And so we were just finishing up with deodorant and uh, we've all replaced our traditional store-bought deodorant with lemons and limes. We just buy fresh lemons and limes and rub them on as deodorant. Jay, what do you think about lotions and creams and things like this, especially all this Bath and Body Works and Victoria's Secret smell goods? So what's interesting about the lotions and creams and all that stuff is that I it was a natural um, it was it, I, I went to it naturally when I started eating better and I wanted to, like, enhance my health. Mm. This was um, an intentional move I made to get healthier. And what I think about bodies and creams and things like that, the same thing I think about um Deodorant. The only reason why I want to talk about it is just to give you guys um, another option. So you can use almond almond oil, Mm -hmm. grapeseed oil. You can use shea butter. Mm -hmm. You are not limited to things that don't smell good. They have natural fragrances that you can buy online or in in natural stores. So don't think when you start putting natural things on your body that you're going to just walk around smelling like a tree or something. (laughs) You you can still smell Mm -hmm. womanly. This woman walked up to me at Whole Foods Uh and we had a a conversation and she was telling me all about the natural things and she smelled heavenly. Okay. She smelled like all type of flowers and all these things and she 
told me where she got it from, and I was like, I'm, I thanked her, and it was yes. local. It was in Ferndale, but it just it just goes to show that you don't have to go to Bath and Body Works. Yes, you know you right. can put natural things on your body. Yep. So that's that's all I wanted to do to let people know that they have options. A hundred percent, guys. It takes 26 seconds for things that you put on your skin to seep into your bloodstream. 26 seconds think about that and so don't think that you are immune to what goes on your body and what's that what because these lotions and creams and all this smell good stuff if you've ever even tried to read a nutritional label on those things these are laundry lists of words that we've never heard of and a lot of them you know the base of them might be natural oils but then they add all the perfumes and the parabens and all these things and they all of a sudden just become not good for you so you have to be really careful and so a good rule of thumb because we don't want to overwhelm you a good rule of thumb is only put on your body what you could eat mm-hmm. so for example um in the um the cooler in the summertime you want to use thinner oils like almond oil mm-hmm. avocado oil right these are these are oils that you could cook with and that you could also put lather on your body. In the winter months when the, you know, it's a little heavier and our skin tends to dry out more, you can use stuff like Jamaican castor oil mm-hmm. and raw shea butter um, in the winter months. You don't want to put those thicker creams and oils on your body in the summer months because they will clog up your pores, but use the thinner oils in the summer um, and the thicker creams in the winter. So in a lot of African countries, that's what they believe. They don't put anything yeah. on their skin that they can't consume and eat by mouth so that's a rule of thumb there and the final thing I would say is be very cautious also when it comes to medicines and anti-cold things such as pills and um, cough suppressants and you know nasal suppressants as well vitamins already oh i could talk an hour oh, about vitamins okay. Okay. we better leave vitamins for a whole okay. nother show <laughs> all right, yeah. Show right yeah that's yeah. a whole nother show but guys with these antibiotics and medicines soon as you the problem the issue with america is that that's a whole nother show too right. <laughs> I, I did that's a heavy up. statement yeah but <laughs> Is that we don't like to be inconvenienced and we don't like to be uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But when you are going through some type of viral infection and those things are trying to come out of your body via a cough or a sneeze or sweating, you have to let that run its natural course and happen. We Mm -hmm. go out and buy all these medicines to suppress the toxins that are trying to come out of our bodies. Mm -hmm. So you have to be, and, and, and a lot of studies have shown that a lot of the antibiotics that we take when we're not feeling well are actually the causes of autoimmune diseases. So we're treating, you know, this disease with the same thing that got us sick in the first place. So be very mindful. If it's a small cold, small sneeze, sniffle, whatever, just deal with it for an extra day or two versus taking antibiotics and over-the-counter drugs and medicine. I mean, yeah, if your, you know, leg is dangling from its kneecap, sure. Okay, that's a pain you might want to, you know. (laughs) I'll give you a pass. I'll give you a pass. But if you're just not, if you have a headache or you're just coughing or sneezing, deal with it. Don't take all these Stay hydrated. Stay hydrated. And with water. Somebody tell these people that orange juice does not make you. (laughs) No, you know, that's a a touchy subject with me because it makes me so angry to see people just down in orange juice and eating all this uh, sodium riddle. Soup when they're not feeling good. It's such a condition. Oh my goodness. Get the toxins out of your body. Yes. All you need to do is stay hydrated with water, not orange juice and soup when you're not feeling well. It is not necessary. It's just a comfort thing. It is a comfort thing. You know, and which we understand, but I don't want you to. Yeah, you've been conditioned, but don't mentally think that it's literally making you better. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm (laughs) off of it. I'm off of it. So finally this evening, guys, we're going to get into reducing your carbon footprint. So let me just preface this topic with this um, was actually sparked by a Facebook post that um, someone that we know posted. And the Facebook post says something to the effect of, you know, am I wrong for not praying? It was something like, Maybe it will, maybe I'm being a troll, but should I be sad or pray for the victims of natural devastated areas? Um, yeah. You know, it was like we basically were ruining the earth and it's our own fault. Just like we only have one life. We also have one earth that all belongs to us. Yeah. So this particular person was just like 
taken back, <laughs> like run back my prayers and my <laughs> and my you empathy. It, you know, you made your bed, you lay in it. You made your bed, not lay in it, and deal with that hurricane. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Go. <laughs> oh, I, you know I don't because I can go on this topic so long and so hard that I don't even want to go first <laughs> because y'all be sitting here for ten minutes like okay the time is ticking. <laughs> okay, so let me just let me just start off by saying okay we we called this carbon footprints right yes all right so let me just tell you what uh carbon footprints is it's the amount of carbon dioxide and other carbon compounds emitted due to the consumption of fossil fuels by a particular person or group and what fossil fuels is it's just basically the remains like the the things we put off into the air from dead remains such as dead animals and dead natural things and natural gas the gases it creates so the gases it creates right and the things that we do it it creates um, our carbon footprints. So that being said, we all have carbon footprints. I don't care how green you think you are. I don't care if you drive a, uh, what do they call Prius. those? A Prius. <laughs> I don't hybrid. care if you take your showers for two minutes to save water. All of us have carbon footprints. How do I know, know this? All of us, first of all, are not vegan. All of us do not dr- uh, walk everywhere we go. Yep. All of us um, flush things down the toilet. Yes, I said flush things down the toilet. Everything you put in the toilet, whether it's tissue, whether it's flushable items, whatever it is, it is making a carbon footprint on the earth because it's now going into the mass body of water that we knew for, that we need for renewable resources. And we have limited renewable resources because of these things. So that's slowly and um, it slowly. Mm-hmm. What am I trying to say? The word I always lose a word. <laughs> It slowly brings down the environment oh. because the water deteriorates. has to deteriorate. Oh. The, sl- the water has to um, evaporate into the air, which brings down rain. And then when you pollute the water, now the rain is coming down polluted, bringing further deterioration. And I could just go on forever. Mm-hmm. This is uh, this subject I'm kind of passionate about because people uh, th- take the earth for granted. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I'm here. I'm doing fine. But what about your grandkids? What about your great grandkids? What about your kids right now? What about you? And. I think we all need to play a bigger part in protecting the earth. Mm-hmm. This is one of the things that naturally comes when you start caring about your health. It's like one, it's, it's just a natural uh, trans- progression. Yeah, progression. Mm-hmm. When you start to care about your health, you start caring about, you know, your skin and you start caring about the earth and you start caring about. And, and this is one of the things that I, you know, started studying. I'm always um, doing reading books, listening to documentaries and things like that. Um, there's a lot of different ways that you can have an impact you don't have to go vegan you don't have to ride a bike you could start taking shorter showers you can start recycling Mm -hmm. you can start actually driving your car instead of taking a plane you can stop flushing things that they say are flushables because flushable things are flushable to you in your toilet but it's not flushable to the earth it doesn't process it the same um you can do a lot of things to protect the earth for your for your family for yourself um for mankind in general mm-hmm. uh, you can play your part yep anyone else <laughs> 100, no 100, you're 100 percent right yeah. tiff what are some ways that um do you that you implement to reduce your carbon footprint and what's your take on <laughs> not praying for the people of Haiti yeah. simply because <laughs> we destroy the earth i think that's a bit of an extreme take for me for i can only speak for myself but i feel bad i mean i don't right. think that they yeah. were just like you know what i'm just yeah we we deserve this hurricane we right. deserve this earthquake right. we deserve these natural disasters yeah. i feel bad for humankind yes anyone who's going through any type of hardship i feel bad for them regardless Period. of if it's something yeah. that could have been prevented or it was self-created or what have you right? exactly one person or one community did not create that hurricane right exactly. okay yeah right. it's not let me take my prayer bag and everybody <laughs> i know don't you do it either it, it was I'm so absurd you. it was so it I upset mean, me so bad because yeah. <laughs> Everybody plays a part. And even if you don't, that's even more reason to ha- show some compassion. Yep. Cause like because said, if you're a compassionate, if you care about the earth enough to do your part, you should ca- care about another human being. Mm-hmm. I mean, anything from eating in-season produce. You got to yes. think about it. You buying produce that came from halfway across the way. world. Yep. You had to get here somehow, yep. right? Yeah. Yep. Some whatever it is, some vessel using gas. Using and, yeah. O- and then they know, gassed oil. it up and then that went in the air. So that's what I mean by everyone plays a, a part knowingly or on Because I knowingly play a part. You know, when I put perfume on my clothes, mm-hmm. I'm playing a part. Uh, when I drive my car, like I said, yep. I'm playing a part. So 
to say that you're not going to pray for a person because <laughs> that's a bit extreme. Yeah, that for me. was <laughs> a bit much. And I know this person and I know that they um, have a lot of work to do when it comes to their carbon footprints. It's just absolutely absurd. Mm-hmm. I mean, just using cold like people. It takes so much energy to heat up water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Washing your clothes in cold water. Dish- oh, yeah. Taking a maybe not a cold shower but you know a little lukewarm you don't need to have it steaming hot right um unplugging your phone charger think about all, the all things those things plug all in when we're not things. when they're not in yes. use right um using black trash bags yes oh, that was interesting when i looked it up because that black pigmentation cannot be recycled it does not break down oh I that's interesting. That interesting yeah so we I need to use that. white trash bags yes oh, that's okay. interesting that's yeah. a new one and if you can use one trash bags that are made from recycled materials right okay preferably just taking your bottles to the back to the i mean you can get a little bit of money right okay uh-huh. right. <laughs> your, your bottles back to the right store. there are incentives like, right uh-huh. yeah so, what, yeah. oh, what one thing I wanted these? to add oh, um, before you went, um, a lot of people do comparisons when you begin to care about certain things. And I don't understand why people do so many comparisons. Like, say, for instance, um, I said I don't go to the cir- I don't take my kids to the circus anymore because of the abuse of the animals. I found out that they torture the animals to to teach them these tricks. Mm-hmm, that's how they train them. That's how they train them. Yep. And so I said, I'm not taking my kids to the circus anymore. And then. Immediately, someone was like, "You care about animals more than you care about people," and it's just so. That interesting. doesn't even make sense. Yeah, yeah you like you're so concerned about. about these animals. What about the people? It was pretty much like there's people to care about, and you're you're worried about these animals. And you can have what did I say? Dual diligence. Right. You can care about things and more than one simultaneously. Yeah, right. so, yeah. You know, to care about the earth doesn't mean that you don't care about this or that. And, right. You know, you can care about a multitude of things. So, you know, you can take care of yourself and exercise and eat well, but that doesn't mean that that's taking your space away from, from the earth. You you still have time and you still can focus a little bit of your, your awareness on environmental health. Right. Yeah, I agree a thousand percent. You guys pretty much covered the gamut of it. <laughs> I knew Jay was going to take this one away. <laughs> she oh, is no, you can still about talk it. about we the uh, cows and the gases and everything. They, by burping and belching and all that thing. Right. Well, oh, one, um, I'll just say a couple of things about reducing your carbon footprint. Before I do that, though, I just want to talk really quickly about Haiti and, you know, it, it pays to be educated and informed before you speak on a subject, you know, to say that you won't, you know, send compassion, love, you know, or kind words to a group of individuals who whole village, whole life has been destroyed by a natural disaster is completely insensitive. Not to mention, and I have to say this, the reason the death toll rose so high in Haiti is not just from the hurricane, but it was from cholera, the disease that a lot of them got from the water running down, the the water running down the mm-hmm. m- mountains and all of the waste that was in the water then infecting the people who are misplaced by the hurricane. So the death toll didn't just go up from the hurricane. It went up from cholera, all these people who had nowhere to go. And cholera is just an infection basically of like diarrhea and you're Mm -hmm. vomiting and you have diarrhea. And and if you're not properly hydrated, it can be a lot of people die from it. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and to, unless you're going to read the details of something and really get to know what really happened, you probably shouldn't speak on it. But besides that, um, everyone knows things like, you know, walking or riding a bike instead of driving, turn off lights when you're not using them, not running the water as much when you're cooking or bathing paper instead of plastic recycling glass and things like that but by far one of the best things you can do for the earth is with through your diet and what you consume the average person eats about 7,000 animals in their lifetime the average person eats 7,000 animals in their lifetime and they're uh, worldwide as a planet, not just as a country, but as a planet, we consume about 65 million animals a year. And so that's 65 million animals that need a place to live, mm-hmm. 65 million animals that create to waste, 65 million animals that ha- need something to eat, you know. And so and then we're killing them and slaughtering them at astronomical rates. Mm-hmm. And the waste that these animals produce turns into um, toxic gases in our air. You know, there are literally cities throughout the United States who have a constant like sprinkle. You know how when it's about to rain, you feel a little Mm -hmm. mist. There are cities throughout the United States that have agricultural farming in their towns like mass farming and they have a constant mist 
in their air from the waste wow. that oh, is being produced goodness. from these animals and it's literally killing and making their kids and their families sick mm -hmm. and just if you go meatless one day a week guys not even for you know i'm not saying go gung-ho and stop eating everything that you love today but if you make a small effort to just have a meatless meal once a week once a week you would mm -hmm. significantly reduce um, the global warming and the amount of damage we're doing to the earth yeah. like significantly yeah. and so yes we can all do our part we can all do our part you know in downtown Detroit we don't have anybody that comes and pick up our recyclables like they do in the suburbs and I feel bad because I stopped recycling my glass and I would just be tossing like glass marinara yeah. bottles and stuff in the trash mm -hmm. and I'm like oh my god this is so ridiculous yeah. you know so I started saving them and now I have to do the extra chore I create yeah. the extra chore to take it to Whole Foods or wherever it can be recycled because no one comes to pick it up but you have to be conscious you know you we're do. literally yeah, we killing our yeah. natural resources in Belize they are ripping down rainforests just for agricultural farming to kill that's another thing for beef animals. and pork People, they don't think it consciously but renewable resources when you look at trees you think renewable that'll be here forever but the, the, the truth is that we're losing our renewable resources we really are by being torn down for different reasons for more you know agriculture like you said yep uh, and then uh, one thing that you mentioned the the farming mm -hmm. the amount of equipment and the gas from the equipment for these animals yep. is destroying the earth yep so you guys if you like she said have one meatless day yep the you impact on the earth, you, you will make a huge contribution. Yep. You really would. Last thing I'll say, because if you think about it, you can go to any grocery store or even convenience store in America, and there's never a shortage of dairy or meat. They're never like, oh, we're out of Let's chicken. Let's talk about the subsidies that they give these people for. for oh, oh, yeah. Boy. Oh, yeah. The meat industry <laughs> is subsidized by the government. Oh, my goodness. Show. Yeah, that's the, another. They pay them to discount destroying the earth. Like, yeah. I can't so if it. you guys have ever wondered why organic food is more expensive, it's because the government actually subsidizes the meat industry and conventionally grown um, products. So they don't have to pay for, their, the, for the waste that they create. They don't have to pay for that the government covers it covers it for them but for organic farmers they have to cover everything yeah mm -hmm. and so that's why they have to sell it to us at a higher right. rate um you know it's insane the way the government vegetables period even if it's not organic like vegetables i think they get 17 million dollar uh, subsidies and the meat industry has like 145 right. million or something it's a real ridiculous yeah. rate it's absurd but it's absurd it's absurd and so yeah you know we're all definitely contributing to the deterioration of of the earth i was at a class uh, last thing because we do definitely have to work towards wrapping up wrapping <laughs> up but i was at a class just yesterday and it was so funny the gentleman said he he bets other planets are looking down on earth and like oh my goodness yeah, look how they're ruining earth and oh my god they have those horrible humans on there and they're really destroying <laughs> it like it was hilarious but it's so true it's true like, we destroy <laughs> yeah we it. do we, have de we so. are destroying our planet that we live in and try to thrive upon yep. yeah yeah a hundred percent we definitely are so um Shout out to all the victims of, you know, Hurricane Matthew yes. and, and Haiti. And, yes. you know, one of the things I was reading today is that they need money. It's A lot of people want to go over and volunteer, but they don't have the room to care for the volunteers themselves. Like as far as housing and food, yeah. that that's actually taking resources from the people who have to live there. So if there's one thing you could do is to donate, donate you know, funds to a organization that you trust so a definitely reputable reputable organization. organization that you trust so do your research and figure out how they're um disseminating those funds so we're gonna work towards wrapping up i'm gonna reel off really quickly all the amazing shows that we have coming up this week guys here on the motor city woman radio network so as usual every monday you can catch us here at professionally fit at 6 30 p.m with myself and get fit with jay and then this week tuesday we have girl squad radio with lungi at 6 30 p.m with Lungi Moore. This Wednesday we have Diva Knowledge Radio Show with Kendra Speech at 12 noon and Destined for Greatness, Greatness with Miss Monet, the media diva at 4 p.m. That's on Wednesday. Thursday we have Why That's Why Radio with Krista Chambers Price at 7 p.m. And then Friday we have, ooh, nice lineup on Friday. We have Destined for Greatness with Miss Monet at 4 p.m. 
a limited possibilities radio show with Tanya Griffin at 5.30 p.m. and Truth and Life Today show at 7 p.m. And then on Saturday this weekend, Fuller Woman radio show with Cassie at 1 p.m. And on Sunday, the Girlfriends Glasshouse Empowerment Radio with Manito at 2 p.m. And Changing the Conversation with Shakira, Shakira Ellis on 3 p.m. So make sure that you are tuning in. We have some amazing females on the Motor City Woman Radio who are changing the game providing you all this amazing content before we get out of here a final word for this evening last week we talked about are you doing just enough to be average I've been thinking about that all week and I want to submit a challenge to all those listeners out there I'm climbing this the national go the extra mile week okay. and so <laughs> yes. I could because I, I just saw <laughs> more mediocrity this week and it really just kind of <laughs> annoyed me and so just I really wish that everyone will put a little more effort into working a little harder if that requires you to get up a little bit earlier stay up a little bit later read a little more do a little research get off of social media stop watching all the trash tv and put a little more effort into your life into your kids life into your spouse's life put a little more effort into your health this week guys so this week is go the extra mile week get out of your own way and make a way for the rest of us you listen to professionally fit on the motor city woman radio network be well